Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah. What's up, family? This is the Mike Miller edition of the Playmaker Podcast. Yes, episode 18. We, I want to welcome Nikita back from Chicago. Hey, what's up, Nikita? What's up? What's, what's up? going on? What's going on? I'm happy to be back. Chicago was pretty good. You know, I had a good time. You know, always being around family is always a good time. So it was nice, but I'm ready to be back. I missed you guys, but shout out to Ryan. You held it down. You did awesome, and now that I know you're a Kobe fan, you're more than welcome to come back to the Playmaker Podcast, and guys, please support that brother. He's doing amazing work in his community, and um, I thank you for filling in. You did an amazing job, so I just want to say thank you. Yeah, I'm not inviting him back. Sorry, you can't come back. <laughs> yeah, I'm joking. But um, yeah, it was we held it down uh, really while episode. you were gone. I listened to it a couple of times. Really good episode. Okay, um, I appreciate that. Wow. Red, you sounded you sounded real confident behind that mic. Yeah, yeah, especially when I talk about LeBron, my guy. Sorry. Oh my. God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're not getting there yet. But um, yeah, Ryan, thanks again for coming out and just kicking it with me while Keita was out of town. Um, I'll see you tomorrow in in Maryland for your tournament. But uh, thank you again. So Keita, we both play in leagues. Mm-hmm. You're in the fan favorite league. I, I was am. in the alumni league, which yep. just ended uh, last on Tuesday. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, it was the championship. Uh, Trenton High versus Trenton Catholic. You know, mm-hmm. rivalry uh, goes way back, mm-hmm. and uh, we lost. Yeah, and I didn't like it. I don't like that. Not only did we lose, we lost bad. Okay. Not only did we lose bad, we lost every quarter. If I'm not mistaken, I'm just gonna stop. You, you guys get. It. We lost. We we ended up losing by twenty. They made every shot. We missed every shot. Huh. Interesting. I could be 60, 70 years old. The rivalry of Trent Catholic and Trent High would be like we were when we were in high school. Like I was very upset that you guys lost. But shout out to Trent High. Um, it's all love outside oh, yeah. the lines. But shout out to them for winning the first. Uh, championship of the alumni league and shout out to France and leader for that you guys did something that was very positive in the community something that we desperately needed something that people can come out support you didn't charge your arm like leg a dollar a dollar at most two one or two dollars to be in a safe environment watch some good basketball watch some players that you uh, used to watch when they were in high school see their progression see what they're doing now um, and just support and it was a nice environment to uh, network too, you know. So the Playmaker Podcast was there. I was able to make some uh, games when I wasn't uh, playing in the Fan Favorite League. Um, Reg was holding it down. So it was a really, really good atmosphere. So shout out to the first champions of the Alumni League, Trent High. Um, we'll be back. Yeah. Next sure. year we'll be back. For sure. That's the only championship they won. 
So before before uh, we got on air, you were telling me you played yesterday, which was Thursday, mm-hmm. if you're not listening, um, when this comes out. But you said you played, you played one game, then you played two games, then you played three games. Yeah, so How you, you know, I feel good today. You know, <laughs> I know it's going to hit me this week. So I stretched, soaked in the tub, you know, but I was trying to get as much cardio in as I could. And I'm like, hey, I'll play. I don't mind, you know, so I played my game. We won, blowout, felt like myself, rebounding, playing defense. You know, I felt good. I'm, I'm playing basketball again after not playing for so long. It's just like, it's everything because I don't even know what I'd be going through. Once I get out there, I'm good. I'm happy. You get to see people you don't see. You know, it was just a dope atmosphere to be in. So I played in all the games. I was happy to play in them. I was excited. Um, Fame for Everly is ending soon um, on a 7th. I think that's a championship game. Uh, so come out and support St. Rayfield's um, out in Hamilton. I think that's Hamilton. Yep. Yeah, Hamilton. Come out and support, guys. Um, also, Keisha has an, another, her fan favorite league that's at the West Ward. That's on Saturday, so you can also go out and support that. Unfortunately, my job schedule doesn't allow me the opportunity to play in that league, but I will definitely continue to support. Um, and I just want to say thank you for everybody that comes out and support and watch us play. Dope atmosphere. So I play very well. Um, rebounding, scoring, you know. Everybody knows me as a post player and a rebounder. I got to show a little guard skills with some moves, you know. Okay, a little guard, Draymond action. little pull-up, you know, a little, little Westbrook era. With the, it was it was nice, so it was dope. That's good. That's good to hear that you feel good playing again. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sad that it's coming to an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we get older, we can't play all the time, so... For me personally, I usually just play in the summertime, summer leagues. Um, this year, I have one more left, which is in Pemberton in the playoff start. Not this weekend, but next weekend. Okay. So that one's finishing up. And uh, that'll be my summer basketball, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Got my cardio in. I really don't go to the gym. I need to start, you know. You pay for the membership? Yeah, you, okay. you guys know that. No judgment here because I do too. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's, it's good. To play, play with your friends, and just have a good time. Because we know we're all competitive, but we're just really out there to have a good time. Mm-hmm. Uh, running up and down the court and just have fun. Because we, we, we're we not going to be able to play all our lives. So mm-hmm. while we can, we might as well. So again, shout out to France and Khalid for the Alumni League. Shout out to Keisha for the Fan Favorite League. Um, and also her women's league that just started uh, last week, I believe, at the mm-hmm. Westport. West yeah. um, games every Saturday, like Keita said. I saw it tomorrow. They're giving away, like, Harlem Globe Trotter basketball to the first 50 kids. So yeah. if you got kids, Harlem cousins, there. Yep. Uh, nephews, mm-hmm. nieces, you know, take them there. I wish I could be there, but I'm already going to Maryland. So I can't make that one. But I'll, I'll be there one of them Saturdays uh, to check it out, get some footage, you know. You know, do what the Playmaker podcast does in the community any way we can. We try yeah. to go to all the events that we can when yeah. we can. But, uh, sure. yeah, shout out to y'all for having these leagues and bringing people out to a, a nice, safe environment to just have fun, kick it, mm-hmm. see old friends, and, you yeah. know, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's for all the leagues in the, in the community where we're from. But let's get into little NBA talk, you know, that's mm-hmm. what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw, well, everybody saw Zion posted on his Instagram that 
who he was signing with, and it's the Jordan brand. How do you feel about that? I don't. Jordan brand is very interesting brand because not a lot of players are signed to the Jordan brand, or if they sign to the Jordan brand, you don't necessarily. They're not like the super duper stars. You know what I'm saying? Besides Russell Westbrook and now Zion. Um, don't forget my guy Melo back. Then. And then Melo, Melo, but Melo made it popular to want to sign with Jordan Brand. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing about Jordan Brand is, I really wish that these guys, when they sign to Jordan Brand, is like, all right, bring some of the, the, the Jordans out. The, you know, the Jordans we love. Like, I, it's cool that y'all make your own silhouettes. I'm not saying that, but bring some of them, the Levens and the, the the Jordans we love. Put your own spin on them. That would be something that I would. Uh, love to see but shout out to Zion he made the best decision for him and his family if you guys go on ESPN or, or Instagram page they had a comparison of like the money that LeBron made when he signed his compared to Zion it's just crazy it's just ridiculous uh, the amount of money these guys are getting not saying they're not deserving it's a lot of money so if you guys mm-hmm. any guys NBA players out there want to donate to the Playmaker Podcast or would like to relieve us of our student loan uh, <laughs> debt you're more than welcome to but yeah I thought it was awesome he did what best for his family um, I thought he was going to sign with Nike, um, but he chose to sign with Jordan Brand. And if it's the money's good for him, hey, so be it. Uh, I like what you said where, like, Jordan Brand, the players don't really have that. They have sig- signature sneakers, but nothing really pops. Or, like, mm. oh, I, I want that mellow shoe or I want that CP3 shoe. Like, I like how you say you like the retros, put a little spin on it, like mm-hmm. Ray Allen used to do. He but yeah, to... it was only PEs. It was just for them. Yeah. You know? So, but but that's okay though. I don't mind these that players. Either. Jordan uh, sneakers, their their releases are trash to me. Sorry. Trash. Yes. Most of them. And 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 there's no flexibility with it. It's like, all right, it's a basketball shoe. Okay, I can't wear. Yeah, I can't wear it casually, because that's why that's why I think Kyrie has one of the best basketball shoes because. You can wear his shoe casually as well, prior to just whether just wearing it on a basketball court. That SpongeBob collection is fire to me. Yeah. Because probably because I was a really big SpongeBob fan, but also it's just like that's really creative that he did that. Um, and how he talked about it in an interview of what the reason was behind it. Like a lot of of us, we love SpongeBob. It was a good show. We cherished it, and it's a part of our childhood. So that whole collection is dope. My favorite ones is probably the Mr. Crab Lowe's. I've seen this girl with him. She has like kids' feet, so that's probably why they mm-hmm. look so dope. I'm, a, I'm like a men's <laughs> ten and a half, so I, I don't know how <laughs> nice it would look on my feet, but um, I'm getting back into my sneakerhead ways, so I probably will cop one pair of those. Don't know which one yet, but the Mr. Crab ones was probably the most ones I like. It was low, kind of looked like a Colby to me, so dope, dope dynamic. That's what I'm saying. That type of creativity. If Zion can do not a SpongeBob, but just I just want to see your spin on the Jordan brand. Not just okay, we're gonna give you this silhouette and, and basic colors, and you know, I, as you guys know, I'm a big Russell Westbrook fan. His sneakers I would wear to play in. Couldn't really do them casually, you know. And the sneakers he wear when he's walking out of the tunnel, you rarely see him wearing his own sneakers. You know, he's wearing Jordans or he's wearing whatever type of style that he's feeling that day. So, you know, I just want to see him put their own little spin on it. That's what I would want from Zion, even if they're personal players only. If that's it, I don't care. I just want to see some type of creativity. Yeah. I was surprised uh, he, he signed with Jordan as well. I thought he was going to be with Nike, you know, be another. But I, I feel like he didn't want to be with Nike because they have so many players. They and do. So many rookies signing with him. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think he just wanted to be that next big thing with Jordan because, let's be honest, besides Melo back in the day, CP3 back in the day, and now mm-hmm. Westbrook, mm-hmm. and you can throw Blake Griffin in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's about the, he's probably the biggest name now yeah, he's besides Russ. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but to be on that brand, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's just going to bring more customers. That's going to bring more money to him. Uh, also, Jason Tatum just signed with Jordan Grant as well. Um, I so, like the young. I like the young direction. Nothing in the country. I love the young direction they're going in. I just want to. These young players. They have Jason Tatum. He's a really stylish uh, player. He's a really stylish guy. I want them to put some of that onto a shoe. And both of them guys. I just want the silhouette. Like sometimes Jordan the silhouettes are just like. Like Melo's, remember his like white and baby blue ones? How big and bulky they were. Yeah, but that's just the that time. Melo twos. The Melo twos, you know. So I, I had the dent. So almost good. I had the the orange and white ones, like <laughs> the Syracuse edition, and they were. I still can't fit them. I don't know how I wore them back in the day. Yeah, they're huge. The silhouettes. You so I just want like these are young guys, are stylish guys. They know what's in fashion wise, and I know you have to have a really good performance basketball shoe. But I really want to see their creativity because these both are young guys, um, really stylish guys. So I just want to see a little bit of pizzazz on them, you know, a little bit of creativity, more creativity from the guys. But big shout out to Zion. You made the best decision for you and your family. And I'm just looking forward to seeing you play. Speaking of Zion, uh, he also signed a deal with 2K. I don't know exactly what he's going to be doing for him. I know he's going to be like going to events, going to like the esports, the 2K mm-hmm. league. But he just signed out right after he signed that Jordan deal. So he he's making moves before he even steps a foot steps foot on NBA floor. Smart. And uh, he's he's starting his business, his brand the right way. Uh, he's getting all his endorsement deals, and I I feel like he's going to do well in the league. Uh, so it's just. He's just going to keep getting better, keep getting more endorsements, yeah. and keep bringing that money in. So yeah. shout out to him, his agent, sure. mm-hmm. um, because they they getting it done. Yeah, he's definitely making some really good moves, and this is the perfect time for him to come in the NBA. How the NBA is being played now, I don't think it's going to be a hiccup in his game. Um, it's so fast-paced, it's so up and down. I think he's going to be fine. Um, the things he need to work on, he'll work on, he'll get better with. He's going to be a solid NBA player. Will he be a superstar? That's that's to be seen. But he's definitely going to be a very, very solid player. Um, and, I, and I'm and i looking forward to seeing him play. Real quick, couple couple a backcourt signed some extensions. Uh, CJ McCollum, Damian Lillard, mm-hmm. they signed some, some – they got some money. Yeah. Um, so they're locked in with the Trailblazers for, for the, the long next, haul. What, three years? Yeah. Yeah, next three years you got – one of the best backcourt stand, um, and how the NBA is now. I'm telling you, don't be don't be surprised if if the um, Blazers are are in the Western Conference Final. I'm I'm just telling you guys how the NBA is. These duos, they got to get some time to mesh, you know. So, anytime a team that's new, they need time to mesh. Just remember the Heat when they lost in 2011. They needed that time to mesh, and Dallas was able to capitalize. So don't be surprised if. These teams that you're not thinking about are able to capitalize because a lot of these teams need time to match the Paul Georges, the Kawhis, the Anthony Davis, the LeBrons, um, and et cetera, et cetera, the uh, Kyries and him just being the guy and how that's going to work in uh, Brooklyn without KD is going to be low management. Is you going to let Kyrie just play? And you just, it's going to be very interesting this NBA season. So 
Don't be surprised if you see the, the trailblazers up there. Because I'm telling you, you heard it here first. That 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 backcourt probably they're like top twenty in scoring, both of them. They're in there. You know, so CJ averaged twenty one and then Dame averaged like twenty six, twenty five, twenty six, so or more than that. Um, so I'm I'm excited that they, they chose to stay and um they're gonna stay in and and with the uh, Blazers. It's a, it's a good look for the NBA that these guys are not nothing wrong if you want to leave and chase a championship. But it's it's refreshing to see that they're going to stay with the franchise that drafted them, stay with the franchise that they feel has been loyal to them, and they're and they're returning the loyalty. So I love it. Yeah, they're they're your traditional old school type of players where they want to play for one team, they want to compete against the best the other. Uh, the best teams in the league. Mm-hmm. They don't want to join up with anybody. They want mm-hmm. to finish what they started. And I, I like them type of players where they want to beat the best. They don't want to join the best. And that's what... I'm not going to get ahead of myself, but we'll talk about that later with Melo and what he said in his interview. But mm-hmm. Damian Lillard constantly says that he will rather lose with the with the Blazers than go join somebody else and win. With, but everybody wants to win. But he says he wants to stay with the Blazers. He wants to beat the best pe- the best players. He doesn't mm-hmm. want to join them. And I commend that because nowadays the league has transformed mm-hmm. uh, and players are joining each other and yep. it's become the norm. Um, but he's he got that. They have that old school approach where they want to start with they they want to finish what they started Correct. and they want to win for Portland because that's where they started their careers. That's mm-hmm. who drafted them mm-hmm. and. Like LeBron winning in Cleveland, it's kind of similar. They want to win where they started. So mm-hmm. I just respect them just for that. And for them to sign up the, those contracts, uh, it just shows you that they're in it for the long haul as long as Portland is. So shout out to Dame. Shout out to CJ. Yeah. I listen to his podcast as well. Pull up. Um, pretty good? Pretty good. Yeah. New episode dropped today. I listen yet. CJ, uh, if you need us to come through and you know you want to extend that olive branch of a, a up-and-coming podcast we're more than happy to join you but shout out to you for having that platform for players to come on or anybody to come on and talk about uh the nba or whatever you guys talk about i definitely need to add that to my playlist of podcasts i listen to a lot of podcasts mostly pertaining to finances you guys know you know <laughs> you know I'm out here trying to get these people their money back for that degree. They can have the degree back if they want. They don't want it. Um, all jokes aside, I'm very proud of myself for graduating, but there could have been things that I uh, did differently pertaining to this debt. But like I said, me and Reg are going to get someone to talk to you guys about that because we're not the only ones that struggle with that. But shout out to CJ and Dame. Not to get off topic. Um, so dope that they chose to stay. And I'm telling you guys, be on the lookout. They hunting. Let's switch gears a little bit before we get back into... Uh, you know, basketball talk, sports talk. Uh, there was a social experiment. Actually, you can explain. Yeah, so I know you guys have seen the video of the man proposing to the young lady. Um, and she's saying no, and then she's running off, and everybody has a camera on them. Uh, it was a social experiment, but it draws a very good question of what would you do in that instant? I'm going to turn that question to Reg because he's the he's the man. He will be proposing at one point in his life. Uh, if your significant other said no is the relationship open well let's we have to start from the beginning <laughs> one you have you have to have conversations about marriage one. yes absolutely if you guys you guys should know if you fit well with each other and and communicate well and mm-hmm. 
all those things that you should be doing in a relationship. But first, you have to have that talk of, do we plan on getting married? When do, not a necessary date of when I may propose or get married or a time span, but mm -hmm. you have to have the conversation because if you don't and you're just, oh, I'm going to go get this ring. Mm -hmm. um, it's spontaneous, but every all spontaneous things are not good. No. Some, a lot of women like when men are spontaneous, but you have to, marriage is a, a different step. Like, yes, absolutely. That's a big step in your life for mm -hmm. both of you. So mm -hmm. first you have to have the conversation about marriage and how you feel about marriage. And yeah. if you guys, if the woman f feels like you're the man for her and you're, and she's the woman for you, you have mm -hmm. to have those conversations. Correct. Um, be before leading up to that proposal, because the, it was an experiment, but there's many factors she could have said of why she would have said no. Um, one would be what I just said. No conversation was had. She wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. um, maybe she doesn't feel like he's the one for her. It's mm -hmm. just for the time being. Every Everybody has their season of who who's in their life for a season mm -hmm. um, and who's in their life for a reason. You, you have to figure that out. Um, but to answer your question, is the relationship over if someone I proposed to, Leah, is you, but, you know. Of course. Um, if she would have said no, it it would be tough because that's like, that's how, can we, how, we, how can we get back to where we were before you said no? Like, I think that's, that's how the, I feel. I feel like this, the start of her saying no is to get back because now you have more open dialogue about the reasoning why she said no. And the reason why she felt like at that moment she wasn't ready to say yes. And it can change. You know, her mind isn't made up about the relationship. Her mind is made up about the seriousness of marriage. And yes, me and Reg, we're maybe older in age. I just turned 29 and Reg is, how old are you, Reg? 21. I'm sorry. I'm 27. <laughs> 27. So <laughs> age-wise, we may seem like older but your mentality and if you match up mentally with someone is very important so yes i'm 29 years old yes if you would have asked me at 24 25 how old would i be if when i get married i probably would have said i would be married now knowing what i know now and knowing how serious marriage is and the big commitment that is and how you need to take that so serious i need to prepare my life to when I am someone's wife that I know I'm mentally prepared, I'm emotionally prepared. Um, and to me, if my significant other proposed to me and I said no, the relationship isn't over for me, it would be a question if the relationship is over for him. I'm only saying no because I don't feel like I'm prepared and I may not feel that you're prepared. And I may like feel this is maybe premature and it's something that we need to work on. Something. Communication finances you you know i don't think people realize that marriage is so serious you're combining your lives so all the things that i struggle with i'm i'm putting on you and the things that you struggle with you're putting on me and now we have to both take magnifying glasses and examine that but with our emotions involved that's scary and that's serious you know so yeah she said no i necessarily don't think the relationship is over that's why if my boyfriend proposes to me um I would like it in a private setting. Not saying I would say no, but the the, the on camera stuff, you just don't know. I'm a jokester. Right, so, I'm a jokester. So I would probably just say no to, and be joking, but you just never know. Go ahead. So let me ask you this. Um, 
I don't like all the cameras either. Like we went on vacation in Jamaica, me and Leah, and you know, it's you take pictures and whatnot. We couldn't get a good picture for anything, but <laughs> that's just us. We're not photogenic. But um, I lost myself. I'm good. Oh yeah. So you said you're not. You're rather have it in private. So mm-hmm. it wasn't public. Mm-hmm. You're, if say if your boyfriend proposed, mm-hmm. but you're not ready, mm-hmm. or we can speak in general, mm-hmm. you're not ready. Mm-hmm. Should you just say yes to save the embarrassment, and then behind closed doors, you you guys talk about it and say no, or do you just say no and I don't? It's kind of an embarrassment, but and I say no and em, embarrass him in front of if it's a lot of people. Around. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. How you feel about that? basically I'm, I don't want to say it's a, you're kind of lying I guess I don't know yeah 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 that's what I'm saying so you you see me you, we done been together for these, this time you see me as a person that you want to spend the rest of your life with and through this relationship I've been totally honest with you and in this moment now I'm going to lie I just don't see that for me but being in that moment I wouldn't want to embarrass the person that I love very much so it's like oh man I know I'm not ready to get married I know this is something that we're both equally not ready for. This is just something premature. Not saying he doesn't love or care about me, but this is something that we know we're not ready for right now. Do I say no in front of all them people? And I'm going to give you guys my honest answer. I will not say no. I will say yes in front of all those people, my family, my friends. I would say yes. Um, And maybe behind closed doors, I will keep the yes, and then we will have conversations, and and we'll get to that point. But I'll, I'll, I'll say yes. Because I do love the I do love him and I love the person and et cetera et cetera. Because ah, I'm I'm a real honest person I, and I've been honest to a fault. Like I'll talk about anything, but to my partner because I feel like we have that dynamic. So me on this podcast, I would say yes. I would say yes. But in that moment, I honestly probably would say no because I just feel like you see yourself being with me for the rest of your life, and I'm gonna start it off with a lie. Like all right, off rip, like. I know I don't want to marry. I know we're not ready right now. So I'm a lie. I feel like that's just, we're just going into it in a bad way if I have to lie. So I probably, on a podcast, I'll say, I'll say yes. But in the moment, I probably would say, no, I don't know. That's just a tough question to answer because it's like, I don't want to embarrass nobody. And that's tough. That's tough. I don't know, Rich. That takes me back to my original statement to not put ourselves in that situation. You guys have to have yes. that conversation mm-hmm. about marriage because if you're going into it blinded and you get on that knee, there's mm-hmm. a lot of emotion involved in that. Mm-hmm. You're uh, you're putting yourself out there. You're being vulnerable. Yep. Uh, and that no can that can break not only the guy's heart, but that that can break his spirit. That can break his confidence. Yeah. Um, so. Initially, just have that conversation about mm-hmm. marriage and negate having that situation happen to you because I feel like if you have that conversation, you guys are confident where mm-hmm. you're at in your life, financial, financially, yeah. emotionally, spiritually. Um, you shouldn't have to worry about it, no, because you, you already had the conversation. You know Correct. where her mind is. You know where your mind is. Correct. You know collectively what you guys have to do to mm-hmm. better your lives. Correct. And um. Just getting on that knee is just confirmation that this is who I want to be forever with for what who I want to be with forever. Sorry, excuse mm-hmm. me. Uh, getting a little passionate there, mm-hmm. but um, and you go from there, and I don't see as long as you had that initial 
conversation about marriage and you mm-hmm. you know where each other stand, Correct. I see no reason why a woman would say no if you guys are in, are, are in good standing in your life at that moment. Correct. Communication is key. Like Reg said, those conversations need to be had, even if it's random, you know? I'm the type of person, any serious topic... I, I tend to need time to think and I like to be really sure of my answer. So, for example, if I when I talk about marriage with my significant other, it's more of a seriousness that I'm so, that conversation is so serious to me because marriage is not a joke to me. But I feel like in this time and in this generation, it is a joke. It is taken very lightly. You know, um, marriage isn't for everybody and that's okay. You know, you don't have to get married. It's not a requirement for everyone's life. If you're happy with your partner and y'all just girlfriend and boyfriend for the next 40 years and you're okay with that and she's okay with that, then live your life. Don't let anybody or the outside dictate, oh my God, girl, you've been with him 10 years, I ain't getting married. Okay, and you just got married a year ago and you're already about to get divorced. So just mm. be mindful that your happiness is not dictated off anyone else's happiness and your timetable of marriage and and kids and everything like that is your timetable. So the topic of marriage, the reason why I don't stray away from it, I just don't necessarily like to talk about it because it's just like, okay, the marriage talk and it comes to kids talk because it's like, bro, I'm 29 years old. I don't even know if I ate dinner to lunch today for myself. Now, can I take care of a human being right now? No. If it were to happen, would I do it? Of course. But you just have to be mindful that anything you are doing that can put yourself in a position to have a child, you have to be mindful of and you have to be and that has to be taken serious. So like Rich said, the marriage talk comes into place. And also if you're planning on having children with somebody, you have to be mindful that all this connects, you know? Okay, I see you, I see a future with you, I want to be with you for the rest of my life. Marriage. Okay, now where we go from there. Okay, we want to build businesses, we want to do general all this. Marriage to me is I want to build something with someone else. I want to come together with them <clears throat> and see where our life take us, you know? And like somebody said, I can't remember. I was watching on Instagram. You have to be whole coming into the relationship. So I'm who I love who Nikita Moro Thomas is. Okay. I mean, my partner, he loves who he is. Okay. Now we're coming together and it's all additional. Never put the pressure on, make happiness on your partner because you have to be happy with yourself. You know, so sometimes that can get misconstrued because, oh, my God, this person makes me so happy. You know, when you make yourself happy, they add additional happiness to your life. And that's something that I try to abide by. I try not to put happiness, pressure on people to make me happy. I have to make myself happy. And additionally, they make me happy. So like Red said, the no would shake someone up. I do think that it would shake the guy up. Women were really like, we're just telling you no because we see that there's some holes that need to be filled. Not saying that we won't get married in the future, but right at this moment, there's some holes that need to be filled within myself, within you, and for us to come together. So the no wouldn't necessarily be an end-all for me, but like you said, that would be hurtful for the man that she said no. But I think it would be a, a definitely a good uh, opener for dialogue that maybe hasn't been had. Fellas, if you're <laughs> listening to this, just remember, have that marriage talk. Yes, if so, that's something that you so want you, to do. So you don't have to go through that embarrassment of your significant other uh-huh. saying no mm-hmm. in front of a lot of people, family, friends, maybe. Um, yes. If it's private, it still will hurt you, but not as much if it was public. Mm-hmm. Um, but just if you're listening to this and you're not married yet or you're thinking about marriage, have it. Have that conversation if mm-hmm. you haven't already. 
Um, and just it just makes things easier. You know where each other stands. Yep. And um, like me and Keita said, have that conversation. Know where each other stands financially, emotionally, spiritually. And yep. you go from there. And if, if you're meant for each other, you'll know it. Mm-hmm. That's that's all I that's what I usually say. If you if you if you're with somebody and you really love them or like them at that moment, you, and you you just know that this is the person for me, and then you take those next steps and correct whatever that those next steps are. So like we said, it was a social experiment, um, and we just wanted to touch on it because like we said, we not we not only talk about sports, we talk about life, we talk about relationships, we talk about culture. I can go on and on and on. Um, but shout out to just everybody that's married who's uh, loving their marriage and sticking through it because it's, it's going to be good times, it's going to be bad times. But mm-hmm. that's when you talk through it, you talk it out. Keita said communication is key. Yeah. And, and you move forward. So that's, that's our little culture, you know, segment. Spiel. It was a good social experiment. It definitely opened a lot of dialogue up about if something were like that to happen. So I loved it. I didn't know at first it was a social experiment till after the fact it came out it was. But that was that was dope to yeah. see the dynamic. Yeah, I didn't know until you told me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The girl came out, she's like an actress or a model or something and the guy he, he does something too. So they just came up with the social experiment. <clears throat> well, There's a, a lot of social experiments that come out, so but this one was good. Yeah. This time we right we had to cover it. Yeah. Um so yeah, had that talk fellas and Ladies as well, um, just to know where you guys stand. Woj just dropped dropped a bomb now. You know Adrian Wojciechowski or something. He always I'm on Twitter, sorry. But um, he, they just announced the Christmas Day games NBA. Talk talk to me nice. So you got the Sixers and the Bucks. That like should, it. That should be good. Lakers and Clippers. Mm. Mm, I can't wait for that. New Orleans and Denver. Sorry. Me. Boston and Toronto. Me. Rockets and Warriors. That Clippers and Me. Lakers and Bucks and Sixers. I like it. Those are the two I'll probably watch. I'll probably watch New Orleans too because, you know, Zion is... Yeah. You know. The Christmas games are always good. It's always nice to see the players. Unfortunately, not with their families, but they come out and put on a show and entertain the fans. So it's nice. Um, that's a nice That's a nice little setup. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. He just tweeted it. So I... Well, just like the... I can't even describe. I don't think he's, he's like, sleep. He's like the. I don't even know what to say. Like he's just on it. Like I need his sources. He's like the you know when the ESPN app go from he need his own. So it was Woj like Woj like he's on it like and he is he knows what he's talking about. He just it ain't just oh a source told me oh no this is gonna happen. I'm like okay I like it. Christmas games, guys, be on the lookout. Guys, I need my Westbrook jersey. You know my guys on the Rockets now. Yes, your girl is a Houston Rockets fan because my boys own the Houston Rockets. Shout out to OKC. We had some we had some rough years together, but you know, um, I wish y'all nothing but the best, nothing but success and happiness. Yeah, it sound like a breakup, you know. It wasn't me. It it wasn't y'all, it was me. I just had to move on with my life and I have to go to the H Town. And, and support my guys. So all the OKC fans, I know our our time together was brief, but you guys welcomed me with open arms. I didn't have a team, and you guys just welcomed me. So I just want to say thank you to all the OKC fans. But now I'm taking my talents to the Houston Rockets. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> the announcement. 
That's crazy. I'm going to get my Westbrook jersey and I'm going to get a headband. It's going to be lit. I'm telling you. At first, a headband I'm, too? Mm-hmm. My boy had the headband on in, in, the, in the pictures he took on IG. Um, shout out to my boy Westbrook. I'm excited. And shout out to the Houston Rockets fans that are embracing me and accepting me. <laughs> it's been a long journey since Kobe retired, me trying to find a team. I never stated ever I was a Laker fan. Everybody knew I was a Kobe fan. He happened to be on the Lakers. So you adapt to the team that your favorite player is on. Like, like Reg is a LeBron fan. He LeBron's on the Lakers, et cetera, et cetera. So um, after Kobe retired, I was in a, in a tough spot. You know, I couldn't be a bandwagon. I couldn't. So I chose OKC before PG signed to say he was going to stay longer than he did, you know, so. Speaking of LeBron, I posted on the social media page about him celebrating his son. Um, So let's talk about that. First of all, we got a lot of feedback uh, on that. Shout out to everybody that commented on that. Reg posted that, and it was really dope to see. Everybody was in support, you know. Um, Black fathers get a bad rep for not being in their children's lives. That's, let's just state that. That's just the norm. It shouldn't be, but it is. Um, so to see LeBron, somebody that's been raised just by a single mother, and just look at all the success he had without a father figure in his life, to see him that excited for his son is just awesome to me, in my opinion. Me and Ridge both played basketball since we were younger. So my dad was really back. My dad wasn't yelling he was chilling he was really back and we'll talk after the game about what i did wrong and that's the dynamic that we had now if my dad was yelling and cheering that would have been cool too it just was our dynamic was just regular chilling but it seems like he's not just doing it for brawny he's celebrating all the kids the one other little boy had a dunk he jumped up for that he's in the huddle and in the layup line slapping hands with these kids and a lot of these kids don't have father figures so He's in group chats with some of the kids. So it's just, that's when people say it's more than basketball. It is, you know, I don't think it was that serious. Um, But anytime LeBron is around anything, they make it a big deal. And I'm not even going to say the guy's name. He's on one of them shows on ESPN. (sighs) Clout chaser galore. He just Super makes, He just makes anything about LeBron can just go left. LeBron could be selling Girl Scout cookies. And this man would make it seem like he was doing something so inappropriate. Like I feel like he's trolling now. Like yeah, at some either now he's just getting those ratings. Yes, it's ratings because if it ain't LeBron, it's Colin Kaepernick. I don't know. You guys can go back and watch what he did. Y'all know what Colin Kaepernick. Black what guy. Talking about no name need to be mentioned. You know, at some point it's like, bro, either you are gonna state some facts or you are just gonna blatantly say you don't like the man. That's all I'm saying. If you don't like somebody, just flat out tell me you don't like me. Don't go around it and insinuate this and insinuate that if LeBron wasn't doing all this y'all still be on this man head since this man was 15 years old so it's just like come on at what point you just going to accept the fact that this man is being an amazing father he's been with all his children are by the same woman that he married that he met in high school you never hear no scandals about this man you never see him embarrassing his wife you never see her on social media embarrassing herself. You never see their kids in compromising positions. But he's at a game celebrating his son, and, and now it's a big deal. LeBron will get attention regardless. Was he doing this or not? Because he's at the game. Clout, period. LeBron can't do no right in these people's eyes. You couldn't talk about the school that he has, the promise school that's going into the second year that 
90% of the kids and passed the tests and et cetera, it's all the success that has. No, you can't talk about that. Him dunking in a layup line at an AAU game where hundreds of fans are just never be able to see LeBron in the NBA game, but be able to say, I saw him at an AAU game dunking, having fun with his kids. No pressure of NBA game, no finals, just him having his hair down and just being excited. No pressure. Like, come on. Hand to lose, lose, really. Yes. Because obviously he was in the layup line. He does it all the time, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's mm-hmm. celebrating his son. He does that all the time. Sure does. But if, say, he was just sitting there, not no emotion, mm-hmm. not talking to anybody, mm-hmm. no fans. Mm-hmm. That's another story. Oh, like, so what? What? Mm-hmm. What can't? Like, what, what can, can he, he do? do? <laughs> he like he's that's why he's in a lose lose, and that's why you you don't see him comment on too much of what's going on in the media unless it's it really gets to him because. And I know this probably he doesn't care anything about this. No, he, like he's just being himself, and these this no name guy that we won't say. Always bashes LeBron. And also, another guy bashes LeBron a lot, too. He used to be on Stephen A. I ain't going to say his name either. But um, they love to bash LeBron for anything. And it's so much good that he does in the community. Yep. On the court, off the court. Like, it's so much you can talk about. Like you said, his I Promise School. Like, they're doing great. Yes. Second year just started. Yep. But they go to talk about LeBron. Is he celebrate? He's over like he's taking a shine from his kids, his kids' teams. Like his son is like, named what? LeBron James Jr. He will never take the shine off of his son. He would never take the shine off his son. And you and I don't even think people can even grasp the pressure that his son has just by the name. And LeBron even said it in in one of his uh th- in his barbershop little show. I didn't have a dad in my life. When I had my son, I wanted to name him after me because that made me proud. But if I had to take it back, I would because of the pressure that he didn't even ask for. His name is LeBron James Jr. He's going to get pressure whether he was playing basketball, whether he'd be a lawyer, whether he be a doctor or anything. Unwanted pressure that a proud father just wanted to name his son after. If you ask any male that is having a son, if they're not, if they don't already have a junior, of course you want to name your son after you. Or of course you want every time, anytime I see, I work at the airport, I see, oh, the third or the fourth. That's powerful because now you just have legacy that's living on. Who wouldn't want that? But LeBron being a superstar that he is, he has to backtrack and think like, man, what did I really do? Did I do something wrong? No, you did nothing wrong. You just happened to be LeBron James, one of the best NBA players of all time, that just wanted to name his son, his first son after him. Like, I don't get it. Like, okay, you may not like some of the things that LeBron does pertaining to uh, his recruiting for uh, star players or – the lack of defense that he's been playing these last couple years or uh, blah, blah, blah. That has nothing to do with this. Nothing. If I just wish you guys state more facts pertaining to the issues that you don't, that you have with LeBron. Yes, he's been a nine finals, one, three. Okay. How many points did he average in those finals? <laughs> one of the finals he lost, he could have been a finals MVP, average a triple double. One of the finals, it was him and Deladova. Okay, so like, okay, I know he lost a lot of finals, but let's put some context behind it. When this man retires, he's going to have all the stats are going to be better than Michael Jordan. Not going to say he's better than Michael Jordan, so don't go crazy on me. But every stat that he will leave 
this NBA, he would have more points, more rebounds, more assists, more blocks, more steals, uh, more uh, everything. I don't know what else you guys want from him. He wants to win championships. Y'all added this pressure. You don't know what it would have been if, if it wasn't so much pressure to win championships in the NBA. LeBron might have wanted to stay with Cleveland the whole time. But y'all like pounded it in his man's head. Pounded it in his man's head that he had to win a championship. And he had to win it now. And, it, and if he didn't win it, his legacy's on the line and blah, 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 blah. Y'all did this. Y'all mad at the way that the NBA dynamic is pertaining free agency? It's y'all fault. Y'all put so much pressure on winning NBA championships, winning NBA titles, being on the best team, being in the finals. Da 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 da. Now these players feel so much pressure to be have to do it. Okay, I have to go to a powerhouse. And then the, the players that don't do it. Oh, now they get all the recognition and love. But y'all added this pressure. Y'all did this. And now y'all have to reap the benefit. Y'all have to take this. Now these players want to join each other and play with each other. It's y'all fault. Y'all rammed it in this man's head from the day he got to the NBA by winning the championship. And he stayed in Cleveland for seven years, didn't win, left, went to Miami. Now it's all this. Oh, he was hopping from team to team. LeBron been at least 16 years, been on three teams. His other players that been in there less time hopping from team to team, but they don't get Paul that. George on three teams. My, my guy, I like Paul George, but you know. Why three teams? Exactly, but they don't. LeBron took all that for them. And this is the thanks he get? KD, three teams. Correct. But LeBron took all that, that brunt. Oh, he yeah. took it all. He, he taking it all for them to shine, basically. Because if, if LeBron didn't do none of that, they'll be talking about, oh, my God, they just switching from team to team. And shout out to Ryan. He said a good point. Like, y'all going to figure something out with these contracts. These guys are saying they're going to stay and play on these teams, and they're leaving. And you have to put some onus on the owners, too, because maybe you don't have that type of relationship that you thought you had with these players, and you have to look at the benefit of your team. We're going to always look at OKC. Did you have any inkling that KD was going to leave? You got nothing from him. Nothing. Nothing. So either do y'all not going to... I'm not saying y'all have to vibe by your contracts. If you want to leave, you want to leave. Hey, it is what it is. I'm a person. I'm a person of my word. I sign up for something. I'm going to do the best I can to do it. If I know I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to sign up for it. But right, that's how, is different. It's that, different. That's now. how Russ was. PG left. Mm-hmm. That was unexpected. So Russ went to the management. He was like... Yeah, it looks like you guys are going into a rebuilding situation. Mm-hmm. I'm not here for that. I've been in the league too long. Mm-hmm. I'll work with you. Work with me. Get me with this team. Yeah. Get me to this team, and you'll get a bunch of assets back. And right. that's what they did. They traded them to the Rockets. They got a bunch of draft picks. Mm-hmm. And now they're, they're good for the future. They got a bunch of draft picks for multiple years. Yeah. So they're gonna have young talent, or if they want to trade those assets, they can. So yeah, he set them up. That's said, that's how the the business relationship should be with the player and the ownership. And then you have other relationships where it, it isn't like that, and they, players mm-hmm. just want to leave. Yeah, they take they're controlling their narrative, narrative, and that's what the league is today. We were talking about that last episode. Me and Ryan, he was like, he put it like this. Um, I'll, I might not quote him exactly, but. He's like, say you sign a lease yeah. for a year or mm-hmm. two. Yeah. You can't break that lease. Yeah. I, I, I understood his his Yeah. I understood it, but different the, dynamic. It's the NBA. Like yeah. the, the players control what they want to do nowadays. Correct. But and, Ryan had a he had a good point though. I oh, it was it was yeah. a great point. I signed a lease for one year and I come to you like, oh, I want to go to somebody else. Okay, either you're gonna pay me what you owe me. <laughs> it, was, it was a great point. And yeah. That's the difference between, I don't want to get into it just yet, but it's, we're going to be talking about it more as it gets closer. But the football players in the football season, like players are holding out because Melvin Gordon, he's holding out. He just asked for a trade running back for the Chargers. Mm-hmm. Um, 
one of the best running backs in the league. And Correct. For some reason, these teams don't want to pay the running backs. I don't know. I don't know their mindsets. Maybe running backs coming down a dozen. Or mm-hmm. maybe not. They don't come down a dozen. Um, but like Melvin Gordon, they don't want to extend his contract. You saw mm-hmm. Olivion Bell still was didn't want to pay him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott right now is in a holdout. Like yeah, right. The, unfortunately, in the NFL, like me Ray said, when it gets to that point of the NFL season, uh, we'll touch on that. But running backs in the NFL are disposable. Mm-hmm. Um, no knock on none of the players that Reg mentioned. Very talented individual players. Unfortunately, your time and your window in the NFL as a running back is very short. Very short. Um, so these teams and these owners are thinking, well, I know you only got a six, seven year window. I'm going to burn you out your first three, right? And then good luck. Good luck. I'm going to burn you out your first three. I'm going to burn you out your first three or four running the ball 300, 400 times. I got you. I'm going to burn you out. The fifth year come, oh, you want money? Nah, you watched at this point. So at, at the end of the day, NFL players, when y'all get into that collective bargaining, you guys have the power. They just it's just a different dynamic. Like the NBA and NFL is so different. And these guys take a much better beating than anything, you know. The one guy just had got a car accident, lost his arm. You know what I'm saying? So rookie. Rookie, you know, and don't know the dynamics of their contract pertaining to money. I don't know where he got picked at. There's no guaranteed money, so you don't know. You know, all you can do is hope for the best pertaining to his insurance and et cetera, et cetera. But that's what I'm talking about. Where where it is guaranteed money for these players because anything can happen that's not on a football field. And why can't they be compensated? They're putting their lives on the line every day to go out there and get hit by people coming at God knows what speed or how much weight and how much power. And it's scary to think that you can go out on a football field one day and then come back and then you can't walk or you can't mentally you are having lapses can't remember you things. can't remember things and it's just very Mood scary swings, like, the they NFL should get... players have power and I feel like at some point either you're going to use the power or you're going to get used period yeah but like we said we'll talk about NFL as it gets closer Pre- first preseason game was yesterday uh, I didn't watch it to be honest pre-season. but uh, yeah many of the stars don't even play nowadays any, anyway so Super Bowl chance for the uh, Eagles this year. Uh, slow down. NFL. Super slow Bowl down. Chance. Philadelphia Eagles. Slow down. Stop. <sighs> this is going to be You're gonna, bad. The NFL season is going to be, be bad. Reg is a uh, Dallas Cowboys fan, and I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I've been a Philadelphia Eagles fan my whole entire life. And yes, we did win a championship a couple years ago. It's All right, like I now. said. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like I said. Um, we'll we'll get to that talk, um, and we'll definitely have people on that likes to talk about football because it's just going to make it much more entertaining, mm-hmm. funny, yes. um, you know, just to have a good time. But uh, before we let you go, Mel, my my man Mello, he had an interview today. Sit down, sit down, interview with um, Stephen A. August second, if you're not listening today, mm-hmm. uh, but had a sit down with Stephen A. Mm-hmm. and basically. Spoke his truth. So, mm-hmm. what did you think about it, Keita? You, okay, so you know I, how I feel. You know, but I'm going to say it anyway yeah. after you. So, I listened to the whole... I listened to... First, they had, like, clips separated. And then I listened to the whole interview. And it was really... It was really shocking to see that... 
mellow of his caliber. If you if you t just talk about stats and didn't say no names, five out of five people would be like, oh yeah, I know he on the NBA team. I know he's on the NBA roster. I know. Just talking about stats alone and, and what he's done. But like Stephen A. said, the game has changed and maybe Melo hasn't got that clue that the game has changed. But I think from this interview, it seemed like he was aware. He was aware. He was honest. He was willing to do whatever it took for him to stay on the Houston Rockets. Like he said, it felt like it was personal. It was more than basketball. This is what Melo said. It was. It felt like me it was more than basketball being released from the Houston Rockets. It felt like he, he said he felt like he was on a 10-game trial run. Mm. That's powerful to think. And then the owner said, your time, we no longer need your services. As a person that's been fired from a couple jobs, when they say they no longer need your services, you was on a watch from the beginning. It wasn't just, oh, you fired or your time. We no longer need your services. Like, we see what you could do. Yeah. We good on you. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off, but um, that like was, you said, they knew ahead of time. He said it as well. It's like mm -hmm. they knew before he got there that he was on this this trial run, like mm -hmm. you said, mm -hmm. um, and it happened to be ten games. And in those ten games, I don't know the stats off offhand, but he didn't do bad. It maybe it wasn't to their liking or, or what they expected, but. A ten game trial of an eighty two game season, like that's not enough time to show what he can do. Um, I don't know what they expected out of him. I mean, I, I hope they didn't expect him to be like the mellow he was in Denver mm -hmm. or New York. But he said he averaged fifteen. The his shooting percentage was down and his three point percentage was down. But what do you expect from somebody who's not to knock James Harden, but he has the ball all the time. Mm -hmm. And then you have Chris Paul, who's a facilitator, but can't facilitate because James Harden has the ball. And then you add in Melo, and he needs the ball as well. Correct. So it's, it was just a hard, uh, difficult situation for him mm -hmm. regardless. And um, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, they didn't even speak to him about coming off the bench. So he was like, how can I accept something that they didn't – speak about to me like Correct. and i feel i feel i feel where he coming from with that like you everybody else in the media and uh fans they're saying like you oh he doesn't he, he yeah. doesn't expect he doesn't want to come off the bench mm -hmm. but if the front office if the coach don't say hey Melo, um this is the direction we're going in we want you to come off the bench mm -hmm. be that spark off the bench yeah then like he said he, he would have fought it um a little bit, but then he mm -hmm. would have felt fell back and was mm -hmm. and be like, "Yeah, this is the point. This I, this is where I'm at in the, this point in my career, mm -hmm. and uh, this is what I have to do." And Correct. He that's what he said he would have done. Um, who knows what happens because we we will never know. But you just gotta have that conversation. It goes back to communication. It's key. Um, if they said that to him, maybe things would be different. Maybe they would have beat the Warriors in the playoffs. You never know. It, it's a lot of what ifs, but. I don't think he should go out um, as a player like this because, like we say, one of the greatest scorers of all time. Correct. Um, and I'll argue that with anybody. And he was loyal to a fault. Before before all the, the big threes and et cetera, et cetera, yeah, you can question why he stayed with New York. Um, okay, maybe money, but 
it was more it was deeper than that. You don't know the conversations he was having with New York front office. You don't know what they was telling him. You don't know what story they were selling him. And as a competitive player, you always want to be like, all right, bet. I, I want to stick with who I'm sticking with. I don't necessarily want to jump on everyone's bandwagon. Yeah, it's easy to say now when you have clarity and um, time has passed. We could all sit back and, and think about some decisions that we made prematurely. And Melo can do the same. Maybe he shouldn't have took the money. Okay, you don't necessarily know the conversations he was having. You don't necessarily know what promises they promised him. <clears throat> also, no one can tell me a 15-man roster, Melo can't be on no NBA team, it's really hard for me to believe that. No matter what you think about where his game is at now and how the NBA has changed now, it's 15-man roster and Melo can't make one team in the NBA? It's hard for me to tell. Is he being blackballed for some reason? Is it something that he said that the owners don't like? Is it something that he did? In this interview, you was able to see some vulnerability that you never was able to see in Melo because he was so strong and so um, focused on, all right, I know I'm the best player. I got to do what I got to do for me, blah, 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 blah. But in this interview, you was able to see, like, okay, he's being vulnerable. Now you can also, to make devil's advocate, you can also say, well, have you been in a position where you need a job? You will make mostly say whatever you can say to appease the person that's want, maybe want to hire you. So that can be, okay, now you're not in, on an NBA team, so now you're saying all the right things. So it could go both ways. But I felt like Melo was very honest in the interview and very transparent too. Yeah, I understand that the NBA has changed. I understand my game, but I work out with myself every day. Like I know I can still play this game, and I know I can be an asset to a team. Will I be the mellow of old? No, I'm not trying to be that though. And I feel like people took that one clip he said in OKC about OPG. They say they want me to come mm-hmm. off the bench. And just that's the whole narrative about Melo. But he said he talked to the coaches and said, what do you need me to do? That's maturity. That's ownership of, okay, I'm not who I used to be, but now I want to be better and I want to do what's best for the team. Maybe he waited longer than he should have. But when you young, making money, you the star of a franchise, you don't necessarily think of the future 10, 11 years from now, you think of the moment. Like it's, like Chauncey Billups said, he was 23, 24 when he wanted to average 30 and was still thinking about points. But if you never grew up in that era of, oh, I got to get it, I got to get it, I got to get these points, I got to get it by any means, you wouldn't know. You know what I'm saying? So it was a really good interview. Stephen A. asked a lot of the questions, of course, that we wanted to know. Stephen A. Smith, when he has those one-on-one interviews, I think he's at his best because he's really transparent. A lot of players respect him. Um... And I liked it. I like what Melo had to say. Unfortunately, I don't think an NBA team would pick him up. I honestly don't. What? I think so. After this interview, I think somebody will give him a chance. I don't know if he was lying or not or being truthful. But he was like, yeah, we're in talks with a couple teams. Who knows? But um, we shall see. I I, I think he'll get picked up. Somebody got to pick him up. I hope so. I really do. I really do. I I think so. That's all. I just hope he gets picked up because that's been my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, since Syracuse, but uh, Melo, you, you, I was about to say something. Stupid. You on a you on like a tour right now, Melo talking. You're more than welcome to be on a Playmaker podcast. Come on, you know, we could via Skype or you could fly us out, whatever you prefer. Um, and we would love for you to talk a little bit more about this this journey of being a superstar player and. Now seeing like the NBA may have turned their back on you. Hopefully the book has not been written for Carmelo Anthony. I don't think it has. 
Um, but I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's definitely going to be tough. So, Kita, um, before we go, you got a playmaker? I don't know. I don't. So, it's, it's, if you don't, it's all good. So, I necessarily don't have a playmaker. But I do have multiple people that are doing back-to-school jobs that I want right, to give some shout-outs to. Go. So we may throw one of you guys, uh, probably uh, throw one of you guys on the website. I'll give Reg more details. Mm-hmm. Um, but number one, I have a really good friend in Jaleesa Cruz. She's doing a back-to-school drive. I posted it on my IG. Um, and it's on, uh, you know, uh, what is it called? What do they do that stuff on? Uh, hold up. GoFundMe? GoFundMe. Yep, she has a GoFundMe. <clears throat> And she's getting school supplies for the kids. I donated, not the richest person in the world, but I was able to find some coins to donate for the kids. The kids are our future, guys. So go on, go and support her. Um, I'm going to pull her IG up right now. Okay, so her IG is welcome. W-E-L-C-O-M-E to good, G-O-O-D underscore B-U-R-G-A-H. Welcome to Good Where you can DM her or you can go on her page and see the back to school drive. And you can go to her Facebook. It's Jaleesa Cruz on Facebook. J-A-L-I-S-H-A Cruz. C-R-E-W-S. You can go on her Facebook page. The link for the GoFundMe is in there. And she's trying to raise money for back to school supplies for the children. Um, is a really good. A lot of people are doing it, which is awesome. So if you're not if you're not donating to her, which I, I'm trying to tell you to do, you have multiple different people to donate to. Also, um, my cousin. So I have my cousin. He's a hustler. He out here. He is. Uh, he does um, detailing for cars. So he's doing car detailing right now. Grinding. You know, he got a wedding coming up, so he's grinding. But also, he's doing a back to school drive as well. And the difference between him is he's taking uh, donations via Cash App. You can Cash App him. But something different is he's sending you a video showing you what your money is buying for the kids, for the classroom, sending you a receipt. You're able to see everything that you purchase from uh, him. He's going to the stores, the Walmarts, the dollar stores. He's going to these stores and he's buying the supplies and everything. You're able to see it. Um, right on there. So his cash app and it's for the kids is money sign C H A Z M A U R I C E Chaz Maurice. Um, money, money sign Chaz C H A Z M A U R I C E. And guys, he's doing it for the kids. You're able to see a receipt. He showed me a receipt of the money. I sent him $25. He sent me the receipt. Everything that he bought was $25. Um, and it's just an awesome feeling. And he's doing this all the way to the 31st of August. He's not just keeping the money and, and sending it to somebody. No, he's going out to the stores and buying the school supplies for the people. Um, and a lot of people are donating. So I just want to say thank you. And I just want to give a big shout out to my cousin because I don't know what came about, but this is an awesome thing that he's doing. And also his, his um, detailing business, you can also inbox him pertaining to that. Um, he has some really good prices and get your car right. And also the money that you're using, he's going to uh, help with kids. So guys, you can cash app him. You can go on his IG um, and support him and, and send money and you will know where the money is going. So um, I just want to give a big shout out to both of them. Um, you guys are doing amazing work uh, to help the kids and have notebooks and pencils and stuff like that because... I was very uh, privileged and blessed as a kid not to ever have to worry about a book bag or notebooks. But as we know, in this time, a lot of people are struggling um, to make ends meet. And, and some 
thing so simple as a notebook, a pen, and a pencil, and a book bag can be a struggle for a child. And, and in this era, you know, bullying is very known, you know. So if you uh, have anything you can donate to both of the people that I mentioned, it would be very, very thankful. They would be both very thankful. They're both doing this out the kindness of their heart. They're not getting anything out of it just to do something back for the community. And like me and Red said, we're going to get to one point where we're going to be able to do that for the community as well. So until I can get to that point, I'm going to do all I can to donate. I'm not the richest person in the world, but I was able to find something in anything, $5, $10 that you could support both of these young, young people are doing. It would be awesome. Like I said, you can go on Facebook, Jaleesa Cruz, and you can go on IG, um, money, money sign Chaz Maurice. You can uh, inbox him and you can cash app him the money. Whatever you feel comfortable with. He has other options, Vimo, whatever you feel comfortable with. But let me tell you guys, you exactly know what your money is going to. You can go on his Facebook right now and see all the donations. He has receipts. He's going to these stores and he's purchasing a merchandise for the kids. And he's just doing it for a teacher that he knows, but he's also going to continue it throughout the school year to help. Because as you know, teachers, they don't get that much resources for their classrooms. A lot of teachers come out of pocket. The average teacher is coming out $500 to $1,000 out of their own pocket to uh have supplies for their for their students so if we can do anything to help you know a lot of people complain about the teachers now is our time to help and support and, and and push the narrative that there are a lot of good teachers out there they just need to support and they need the finance and they need to help so guys just be on the lookout you can go on both their social medias like i mentioned i'll post both of them on my social media so you can just go and donate whatever you can five dollars anything you can donate is going to be useful guys because like we said, these kids, they're the future. They need the supplies. They need the stuff. And they need to know that we support them by by any means. So I just that's all I had to say to that. Again, like he says, support them. Support their drives. Support the her cousin's car detailing business. Um, just support who supports you, really. Uh, and that's all we can do. Um, so before we let y'all go, we got to get right real quick. Um I don't have an elaborate uh, get right, I guess, I don't want to call it speech, but you know what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. But um, basically, I just, I want you guys to be aware of who's around you and who doesn't clap or celebrate when you have success. When you, when you see those people, those friends, and I put that in quotation marks, mm -hmm. that don't aren't happy for you or aren't celebrating you or mm -hmm. aren't sharing what you're doing or aren't, mm -hmm. you know, I could go on and on. If you mm -hmm. see those people and you have those people in your, in your circle or you call them friends, mm -hmm. reevaluate if they're really your friends because you know when someone genuinely cares and supports you, um, mm -hmm. they'll go out their way to, if you have a business, they'll buy, buy your merchandise without asking for a discount. Mm -hmm. They'll listen to your podcast they'll they'll go to your restaurant your go to your food truck mm -hmm. you know just what just be aware of who's around you who says they're supporting you but you see you see who's support really supporting you right. um be aware of those people because it looks like from afar they may be it looks like they're supporting you and they say they support you but mm -hmm. just be aware of who's who's who really because um, maybe they they have a another plan in mind of maybe taking your ideas. So watch 
again, another thing, watch who you tell your ideas to. Correct. Um, what your plans are because mm-hmm. every, everybody isn't good hearted. They, they, they don't know what they want to do in life Correct. and they see you have a plan and you're moving mm-hmm. and you're moving forward and yep. you're progressing yep. and you tell them maybe an idea you have or mm-hmm. something you're, you plan on opening or anything of that nature and somehow, some way, they do something similar or yep. the exact same thing and mm-hmm. then you're surprised because you told them out of... Uh, you felt confident in telling them and Correct. they go and take your idea or your, or whatever it is. And mm-hmm. you really can't do anything about it. Um, because you, you probably didn't have it patented. You didn't pay for the likeness or yep. the, the logo or yep. whatever it may be. So be yep. aware of those type of people because they're just out for them and they don't really care about what you're doing. Be mindful. A lot of people do, they do anything for the clock. They'll do anything to be around you. And, and, and suck all the energy and just be mindful that don't let nobody put their fear on you. Oh, because they're scared to do something. They'll put their fear on you and they'll, and they'll try to talk you out of things. So like Rach said, be mindful of the people you call your friends. And, and I'm not saying cut everybody off. Oh, nobody. No. You know who supports you. You know who genuinely supports you. And that's the people that you should have around. I like that, Rage. Thank you. Thank you. All right, ladies. It's me and you. Hot girl summer, right? That's what we had, right? All right. So let's really be serious about what are we doing in this hot girl summer. My hot girl summer, I'm bossing up. Okay, so I want to I want to conquer my finances. This is something that I talk about in every episode. It's because something that I'm really truly trying to do. So I just joined this challenge called the Hot Girl Challenge with the student loan doctor. I know you a lot of a lot of you guys heard of her. Uh, she has a whole thing about helping with student loan debt, et cetera, et cetera. So I just joined her Hot Girl Summer program in our first uh, email. It was about budgeting. So now I'm learning the budget. So my uh, get right today is be real mindful that your Hot Girl Summer is a productive, safe, mm-hmm. uh, and has a, um, you're serious about the goals you want to reach. Nothing wrong with having fun. And I think Megan Thee the rapper, um, pertaining to this hot girl summer, that's just what she's saying. Boss up. Be, be, don't let fear hold you down. Anything you want to do, do it. You know, so some goals that I think you should want to pursue and some goals that I'm going to pursue is saving money. That's number one. Learning how to invest money. Um, learning about ownership and running and buying back our community. Um, that's something that I'm, I'm thinking about uh, learning about, you know, paying down my credit card debt, um, creating more additional income. So I'm not working so hard. Um, I have something to fall back on. OK, so I have this venture that I'm doing, this venture that's creating more revenue. Um, also tell somebody, another woman that I see bossing up that I'm happy for you and I want to see you win and what there is that I can do to support you. Um, also working towards building my credit score up and also learning about buying something that can revenue uh, have income and learning about assets and liabilities etc cetera, etc cetera. that's what my hot girl summer is going to be so i'm just telling you guys make sure that your hot girl summer is a boss up summer that you're bossing up and you're doing everything that you can do in your power to say that 2019 was the year that i bossed up 2020 is the year that i reap all the benefits of me bossing up period period yeah period <laughs> Yeah, so like Keita said, ladies, boss up. My my fellows, hot boy, summer, well. y'all boss up too. Uh, you got about five 
four or five months to until the new year, um, is that's more than enough time to get what you need to get done. Facts. Uh, conquer some goals, check mm-hmm. some things off your bucket yep. list, all mm-hmm. the, all these type things. Um, so that was our get right. Uh, before we let you go, I want you guys to check out my guy Franz tonight on ESPN two nine thirty TBG TBT tournament, two million dollar tournament. You know, semifinals. Uh, In Chicago, right? Quarterfinals actually. In Chicago. Nice. Uh, yeah, so check them out at 9.30 on ESPN2 if you're listening today. Uh, and uh, just check them out and cheer them on. Yep. You know, we, we cheer on anybody who's from Tr- the Trenton, Mercer County mm-hmm. area. Uh, another guy who's killing in, Miles Powell. He's playing for the USA uh, in the Pan American Games in Peru. He had 30 points last night, so nice. shout out to him as well. Um, before we, Before we go, though. Like we always say, follow us, you know, on all our social media Correct. accounts. Yeah. Uh, Reg underscore the playmaker, the Keto playmaker underscore. podcast. Yeah, Keto underscore the playmaker as well. And we appreciate the support, guys. We uh, Reg posted um, the LeBron uh, dunking and stuff, and you guys lit that comment section up. And we just support. We just appreciate the support. And like me and Reg said, we're we're trying to have the best content we can have. We know we're going to be known for being a sports podcast, but I'm telling you guys, the things that we have coming up you're going to definitely look at us as a, a podcast that you can get your fix from pertaining to all things that you like to listen to. And like Rich said, support France. And something that France said is Trent, New Jersey, we stand alone. And that's period. We stand alone. So if we continue to support each other, like we're supporting each other, we stand alone and nobody could break us, you know? So this is just the beginning. Um, good luck to France tonight and the whole team. And guys, uh, if y'all do win that money, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it's like not, but big ups to France. Um, like he said, he was on the biggest platform and he asked him a question and he answered it. You no, know, I'm from Trent, New Jersey. And he was proud to say it. he didn't back away from it. He didn't say he was from a, a outside suburban area. No, he said he was from Trent, New Jersey. And he stood on that and he told everybody that we stand alone. Yeah, I might have to post that on the page. I told him in a DM, put that on a t-shirt, please. He probably would. I'm going to buy it. But yeah, guys, like we said, follow our social media accounts. Visit our website, yes. theplaymakerpodcast.com. You know, we always... Go ahead, Keita. A lot of people be telling me, oh, I'm going to be a Playmaker of the Week. Go on the website and do it. Go ahead. Go or DM, or or DM, DM us, us. And let me know your story. I'll do it for you. If, if y'all so y'all can't go on the internet now, y'all have your phones in your hands 24-7. You know? <laughs> but like me and Red said, to wrap it up, guys, we appreciate all the support that we've been getting lately and Reg is venturing off on a lot of different things. You know, he's doing videos, editing, and stuff like that. And you will see us both in different venues. Um, you will be seeing a lot of different things. You will see interviews. You'll be seeing a lot of different things for us coming up. Um, because that's that's the type of time we own. We're just trying to branch off. We're just trying to expand um, the Playmaker podcast. And shout out to all the Playmakers. Shout out to everybody in the community doing something positive. And we just want to say thank you for the continuous support. And enjoy this episode. Yeah, and on that note, I'll be in... Maryland tomorrow, so I'll probably be on the Instagram live, maybe on a podcast page. But um, like I said, on that note, this is episode eighteen. I'm glad to have Keita back. Thank um, you, brother. Thank you. Episode nineteen next week. I'm Reggie Coleman. I'm Nikita Monroe Thomas. Peace. Peace. Yeah. I'm a creative, so let me create. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.